Today on the show, we have a very special guest. We're going to be talking some headlines. And if time permits, we're going to learn a little bit about history. This is Dude Soup. I, uh, I usually say herstory now. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll get that out of the way now, but we'll we'll talk more about that later. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Dude Soup. I'd like to introduce my guests, James and Elise Willems, and Hi. a very special this this means actually a lot to me and I'll, I'll tell you why in a little bit but you may know him as random frank p from the internet how you doing frank yes good thank you guys again for having me on really appreciate it absolutely Long yeah thanks for yeah. an email an email chain well frank and i had it we had a twitter dm going twitter DM and then we migrated that. to email and we had to pivot back to dm mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, uh real quick for our, <coughs> sorry real quick for our audience frank uh can you please let our audience know uh, what you do on your your wonderful YouTube channel, which I do frequent quite a bit now? Awesome. Yeah, so my channel is pretty much just, I want to say all consumer technology. I do a lot of tech reviews, but the main focus is like gaming tech. So like headset reviews, keyboard reviews, anything for like PC gaming, console gaming, um, even like setup related stuff. I try to kind of get it all into the channel and do anything focused on that, you know, the gaming mm-hmm. audience but not yeah, gameplay, I, really. I feel like the YouTube algorithm has been very kind to you, and your best tech under $50 has... It, it will show up on accounts that I have that are not subscribed to you. That's, uh, well, that's or good we'll to just know. Be recommend- I feel like it's the no, I think What accounts? <laughs> it's, 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 it's secret accounts. I don't know. Do those well, for? I mean, I have to check things on our Funhouse account and my work. Like, I, I have to use different mm. accounts. for We have a Funhouse Clips account, you know, those sorts of things. Why would I subscribe mm. to someone's channel? It, it, stop! Get out of! Stop making that face, James. For <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, but no, it's funny because I I see your stuff around a lot, um, which actually I think is I think is awesome because you actually started out, as I recall, as a fan of Inside Gaming, and you made some fan videos, right? Yeah, so I was started out as a human being long before that. I feel like. no, 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 no. He came out of the womb saying, "I like Inside <laughs> Gaming." Goo goo gaga, give me milk. Oh, look at that. Uh, talk about us more, Frank. I was actually going to see if you guys remembered that because, yeah, I, I first started my channel just trying to do gameplay. And I reached mm-hmm. out to you, James, probably in like 2013 or f- 2014 to do a voiceover, mm-hmm. like send me some clips. I didn't know if you remember that or not. Did I? It, was I a probably a very responsive and kind? <laughs> what happened? Well, yeah, you hooked me up. So I was doing um, back when like the UFC videos were first, or the like the UFC games. I like imported mm-hmm. all your guys' face into the UFC oh, yeah, games yeah. to make you guys fight each other. And then I also did like a ton versus you know his dad, mm-hmm. and you sent me some voiceovers for that. So that and that mm-hmm. was like seven years ago at this point. Um, so yeah, I started as a gaming channel, but then learned that I was more into like the tech side of things, and there was more mm-hmm. of like an audience for because gaming even back then when I started doing stuff. In like 2015 is when I really migrated from gaming to tech. Um, it was just too saturated for gaming. And I, I know I wasn't going to do anything good in the space anyways because it was too late for me to get in the door, if you will. But yeah, in addition to the tech reviews, the Cool Tech Under 50 series is probably like my most popular on the channel. Um, I do room tour project every week, which is like showing off people's setups and going through all the gear and stuff. And that's been going on for a while. But Cool Tech Under 50 has definitely been like the number one in terms of, yeah, like people finding my channel and it getting uh, recommended and stuff. So it's cool to hear that the algorithm is actually working in favor, even (laughs) though it always feels like it's against it. It's Mm -hmm. always against all of us at all times. Yeah, And I I see you (laughs) pop up on the uh, the Reddit battle stations subreddit every once in a while. That seems to be a pretty good resource for uh, for doing, you know, for a channel like yours. Yeah, definitely helps get like inspiration for like new ideas in terms of like reconstructing the setup or the studio. And it's where I get a lot of submissions from for Room Tour projects as well. Mm-hmm. Adam, I have a yeah. question for you. Um, oh, you, please go right ahead. Did you copy the the tech under $5 from Frank, the five below? Yeah, I've, I've been stealing from our idea? community for, <laughs> so you think I've ever had an original idea? I just, well, that, no, this, I'm is questioning. How, this is what YouTube was founded on. It is just stealing from everybody. This is how, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Just I, I stole it from Good Mythical Morning. Uh, so moving oh, on. Yeah. Or actually, well, I I took our dumb idea. See, Frank, you have good ideas. We have silly ideas. Mine was um, two people in my life were interested in Five Below. So then I said we should make a show around that because then everyone must be into it. Turns out no one is into it, and no one really knows what Five <laughs> Below is. So they're they're pretty popular around a, me. Really? Oh, really? I don't know if it's oh. like a regional thing, but yeah, that we have we have a few around us. The, the the mindset behind it is boggles my mind because 
there's Dollar Tree and 99 cent store, all those different things. But they go, well, this one's five below. Like, well, what's what's the gimmick? Like, everything's five dollars or less. I'm like, that's more than a dollar. That's too, I guess that means like yeah, the quality is better, but it's not. It's almost mostly no, comic books also used to be a nickel. You know, so this it's just it's accommodating the inflation, you know, of of the yeah. cost of things. Plus, I would say there's a huge difference between the caliber of product you can find for. I mean, we know if you check out the series, our five dollar five dollar gift guides. But like there's a huge discrepancy between the products you can get at a dollar store versus what you can get at a five below. You know, it's like it's like shopping at a Honda dealership or shopping at a Mercedes dealership. The ceiling is much higher, <laughs> except it's five dollars. Uh, to put so you on free. the spot, oh, Frank. Oh, they're gonna ask me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, another gotcha moment for Adam. <laughs> um, I was just wondering, is there any cool tech under fifty dollars that currently is in your brain that you'd recommend to us? Something, something new and recent. Yeah, so there's actually what I'm using right now to record this is a little uh, like USB capture card. And it, I believe it's from a company called Blue AVH or something like that. I showed it off either a month or two ago on the series, but it's a $40 capture card. And I know like the Elgato ones are very popular, but they're even with like aftermarket sellers, they're anywhere from like two to $300 right now. And like I'm using like a 6K camera, even though it's like downsampled and stuff, and it handles it just fine for 40 bucks compared to 200 and up. Uh, so <laughs> I, when I showed this off, it like it sold out like very quickly. But oh, now wow. they're getting more in, and I believe it's even marked down a bit. I think you can get this one for like 25 to 30. So mm-hmm. I mean, this is definitely like one of the the better things for Coolte 150. Oh, sorry, I was going to ask. Does that happen a lot where you like showcase something and then there's a big boost in sales? Yeah, so a lot of times, especially lately, because of everyone home with quarantine, the series is definitely doing a lot better because people are just home looking to buy some stuff. And within like the first two hours on the first day, usually, it, like whatever that product in, if there's not like a lot in stock from a really big company, they, they will sell out. Um, and what's unfortunate is now a lot of the times if the, if the company doesn't have, you know, like a big reserve or a stock behind what's just available on Amazon, people will see the video a few days later, see that it's out of stock, but all they'll see is that the, like the, the third party sellers are selling it for like twice mm-hmm. the price, three times the price. Yeah. So that, that's been happening a lot lately. Yeah. I, I, the, the Elgato wave mics came out and yeah. they like announced them and I was like, Oh, like. You know, maybe I was like, maybe this could be useful partially because of the software that it includes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This could be really useful for me just personally. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick one of those up. But I hadn't seen any reviews and I went and watched. So I watched your review. Nice. And then I was like, I was like, ultimately, I was like, OK, I do see how this would fit into my needs. And then I went to get it and it sold out. It was and it's like sold out <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I and see then you lo- turned to me. And you said, fucking Frank. He said I he could did buy this. this. I said he did. Yeah. Uh, I kept clinking bastard, on the bit.ly. I kept bastard. clicking on the bit.ly, and, and it wasn't you, taking. And then the... you 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 slammed your fist and said he he said he was a fan. He, he said, said he was, was a fan. fan. I said <laughs> I sent. Remember what I shouted? You were, I, I think you were in the. Him, I, yeah, I, I sent him that video. video seven years ago. I screamed, <laughs> and and this is how he repays me. Um, no, yeah, that's how it went down. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I still haven't been able to get one of those microphones because they <laughs> are still very much hard to come by. Yeah, Elgato's been killing it lately because mm-hmm. streaming, you know, it's been on the rise and all their products are just great for whether streaming, gaming, whatever. So, yeah, they, they've been selling out a lot of stuff. I don't even know if their mm-hmm. regular cam links are back in stock yet. And I haven't mm-hmm. checked on the Wavelink, but I, I would imagine that's not back either because they sold out yeah, pretty yeah. quick. So your videos yeah. are influencing the market. Like headline reads, tech companies fear him. Mm-hmm. Retailers mm-hmm. <laughs> avoid him. Yeah. It's not like a buy, headline. Buy yeah. gold. <laughs> buy gold bullions. <laughs> I, so I I would describe Frank's channel, your channel, Frank, as a... It, it is, I like it because it's a tech channel, but it, it seems to be more focused on like the everyday sort of office setup. Whereas like, there's like the Linus kind of tech tips, which is, seems to be like all over the place. It, it's almost like mm. if G4 or tech TV still existed, it'd be its own channel. And then yeah. there's like MKBHD, which is kind of more of the, the sleek, modern minimalist or like the newest phone, that sort of thing. What I really appreciate about your channel is like these, I see more of the stuff that I, like I would be more into or seems more attainable where you're like, here's a $50 little gadget that you might actually use in your day-to-day life. How do you go about sourcing those sorts of, that sort of tech that you actually want to put on your channel? Uh, I spend a lot of time on Amazon 
<laughs> buying stuff, trying to find the diamond in the rough. A lot of times it's mainly the rough. And I just try to find things that like are cool that either like I know I would use or the audience would use. And I try to switch it up like different genres each month. Like sometimes it'll be um, stuff for like cameras and that kind of tech or just like your PC stuff, different mice or headsets that people could use. It's just a lot of going through. People often say that like they, they don't like it because it's sponsored. But like all that stuff in Cooltech Under 50, I buy because it's just me buying tons of stuff each month on Amazon, seeing what's worthy of showing off and what's ultimately just junk in the end. But yeah, I try, mm-hmm. I try to show off the, you know, the cool stuff that nice. uh, you know, the average consumer can buy. That they can I, buy. I just assumed with all the stuff you're getting that you just become numb to technology. Like you are some sort of cyborg human man where, I don't know, almost, <laughs> uh, almost like a Cronenberg type thing where you're going to roll over on a keyboard and it will become part of you. But hopefully that it, hasn't happened yet. No, I do definitely get spoiled in that sense where like when something comes out that I would but like that I would have been excited about where then it's me looking more on like the reviewer side of things, trying to find the negatives and what's cool about it. And the one good thing about be, like having a tech channel is there's never not going to be new tech. You know, there's always going to be new sorts of headsets coming out and keyboards. So it's cool on that to see, you know, what is the new innovation and stuff and just how over the past few years, how quickly can it can evolve. So it's definitely cool in that sense. But yeah, I, I've definitely gotten more spoiled where I'm not as excited for some things as I am. Uh, but this, I know we could possibly talk about it later, the, the Samsung Odyssey G9 monitor. That yes. is definitely one thing that I got in that was like, it definitely blew me away. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about that. At least you had a question. I had a, su- su- a sub-question. It's a question and a suggestion okay. for Frank. <laughs> okay. Have you ever done like a best baby monitor video? Because I honestly think if you did, it would do so well. Why? Because I think it's an, un- it's an underrated piece of tech that a lot of people would be searching for. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't just because of the the fear of the algorithm and the unknown, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I don't want to because if a video does again, even though the algorithm is so unknown, I don't want to have a video like that come out that might hurt potential future viewers. If it does like real low on day one, they don't push it out. All the conspiracy mm-hmm. theories behind the algorithm mm-hmm. where, you know, if the, if the retention isn't high enough, they kind of like hide your next few videos, that kind yeah. of thing. So also, I, haven't, I haven't tried to venture out like that. <laughs> also, also with YouTube, you have to mark now whether or not your video is intended for children and technically yeah. that would be but you <laughs> know product, doesn't meet the qualifications the video, yeah. who knows <laughs> just keep it in the back of your mind frank yeah I, no. uh, and give me a cut I, so the, <laughs> I, I think the interesting thing I, I think it's great because you're a really talented creator like your your person you have a personality Thank which you. is which is thing number one. Seems like a weird compliment, but like in YouTube, it's like, you know, there are some people who remove themselves and they're just a very technical, straightforward kind of reviewer type. But you have you have a distinct personality and so your channel has a voice, which is great. And I think there's also certain kinds of people that enjoy those little bits of technology. I know Adam also falls into this category where for me, if everything's working, I'm good. Right. If it's working, I'm good. And I'm not constantly thinking of the small ways to make these minor improvements because I'm I'm worried about how that one change will break everything down the line. But I know I know just working with Adam for as long as I have that he he's always looking for the like he's like, all right, well, here's my mic stand. Oh, no, I wish I could move it on a three degree basis as opposed to a five degree basis. Here's another microphone that does three (laughs) degrees and then he'll change that. That means that then he needs to change his whole desk to mount to the new mic stand. It's just like it becomes this cavalcade. But I know Adam enjoys that process. Is that kind of how you feel too? Oh wait, I was, I was, Adam. <laughs> no, I, I have, Adam, I have a story. Have to, let 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 Frank answer, but I have a I have yeah, a really yeah. stupid story that yeah. proves James one hundred percent correct. But yes, yeah. So but, I'm always in the in the camp of like yeah, trying to upgrade to the next best thing or something new and fresh. Uh, but the one weird thing about a tech channel and. I guess it has to go along with, you know, buyer's remorse and stuff. And like, I I never started a tech channel to do it full time. So like if I show off a mouse, you know, that just came out and people buy that, I I don't always expect all my videos to like, you know, do well and to necessarily like get a lot of views because if someone is looking for a review on a mouse or a headset, they're looking to find out if they should buy that or not. So if they do, they're not going to necessarily come back a lot to the channel to mm. or even subscribe to want to see if there is a new mouse that they just, you know, that came out after the one that they bought that could mm-hmm. potentially be better. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like they spent their money on this new mouse that came out. Why would they want to look at a review of a mouse that might be better? That's only going to like, you know, not not like 
anger them at all. It's but it's frustrating. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the, no. that's the one thing. It's like I don't ever try to make a video for reviews where, like, in my head, I think it's going to go viral. I just try to do it for anybody who's just like you know stumbling upon the the product itself, wants to check it out, and if they do choose to subscribe and they want to come back for more, that's that's great. But I don't have always try that. Have you tried licking your products? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. This isn't G four. We're not G four, James. Not G four. We could be. Uh, we could be. Yeah. So when when this whole whole thing, work from home thing started, one of the first things I did was uh, we got smart lights. We were working with a potential sponsor, and they sent us a bunch of smart lights. And so this this room became like a smart light room, except it all you know works with the Google Assistant. So now you, everything's voice controlled. This room used to be simple. It used to just be on a switch, hit a light, done. But then now it's like, oh, now I have to always say it and I have to set it on a timer and all this stuff. So then I was like, yeah. I we're in this weird age where it's almost like if you can think of it, the product exists. So mm-hmm. my my brain went, I wish there was a motion sensor that I could put in the room that when there wasn't a certain if there wasn't motion for a certain amount of time, it would just all the smart lights would turn off. Of course, that exists, except now I'm going down this rabbit hole of what is Zigbee and Z-Wave and all these things that I've never heard of. But I basically I bought a smart sensor. Uh, it was a Samsung smart thing sensor. I put it in the room and I'm like, I'm so excited to do this. And then I set it up um, from like the smart things hub or whatever. He's like, you need a hub. Like, you got it. So then I went to buy uh, a hub. Yeah. I, I bought the hub on Amazon. It didn't show up. And they said, we're sorry, we lost it. And I said, okay, cool. I'll buy another one. That one wasn't compatible with it. So then I ended up having to buy another one. <laughs> I finally got here and uh, I set the thing up wrong. And it was basically if it detected motion on, uh, it would just keep the lights on at all times. So. Oh, um, man. Yeah. No, no, also, I, those lights emit so much radiation. We're going to have to put them in the thing Marie Curie's buried in. Yeah. Is she buried in a specific kind of uh, Yeah, she's she's in a crypt that that uh, compensates for the amount of radiation she had, I believe. Anyway, oh. uh, that's what's oh. Adam's situation. Yes. So, <laughs> Frank, I believe you and I are peas in a pod in that situation where I will – uh, spend a, an insane amount of time and probably unnecessary amounts of money just so that a light will turn off and on based on a light sensor. That was yeah, the hubs will get you. There's up. a lot of products where you want to just buy it once, but you need a hub to make it work. I know Philips is like that with their lights and their light strips. Yeah, it all goes through the hub, and that's definitely. Yeah. Are you happy now? Are you happy with it, Adam? For now, yes. <laughs> I, I, I'll be happy for another week. That was a week, trick question. That was a trick question to see <laughs> what your response would be. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I definitely get bored with um, status quo. Like I, I move, James knows this about me. Like I'll, I'll always switch my desk around or like I try to improve small little things here and there. But um, I do, I, there are certain things and I'll, I'll ask this to you too, Frank, but like there are certain things in my life where like, like I have a, a pretty good smart TV and I bought it, I think three years ago and I don't really want to touch it. It's 4k. It's OLED. I'm good. I'm done. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I need anything. Is, is there anything that you have that has come across your desk in recent years where you're like, they can't improve upon this. It's done. Um, Not really. I mean, in terms of like me and upgrading my stuff, I, I bought this. It's the AT2020 from Audio-Technica. I bought mm-hmm. this when I first started doing YouTube, just as I, like I said before, as a gaming channel back in 2013. And I haven't upgraded this at all. Like, I've, I've mm-hmm. tested and reviewed tons of different mics, but I still go back mm-hmm. to this. But I mean, I think in the one other way I could answer that is instead of trying to buy something new, um, especially in the keyboard community, I've kind of moved on to like building the the keyboard that I want and like making it from scratch. And there's a whole like keyboard community around that. So that's kind of been, I guess, another way I could answer that is maybe not looking to upgrade, but just kind of building it to me and how I want it. So I don't have to upgrade. Well, in terms of screens, you did mention that Samsung monitor earlier yeah uh so we got some b-roll here actually it's from your channel this is uh, samsung's it's the odyssey the g9 Uh, i've seen this pop up on a few channels i was happy to see that you got it as well about a week ago so i'm guessing uh samsung sent these around yeah and it's actually uh being discontinued or recalled right now which is kind of interesting yeah so there's not a lot i tried finding out like more info about it because i've been seeing a lot of comments about that on the video um, as far as I can tell, it's not necessarily like a panel issue. I think they were having something where part of the screen would tear off, like I guess like during the <laughs> unboxing or something like that. Um, my unit's been fine. I've been loving it. It's what I'm using like in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. And it is pretty big where it, like <laughs> um, I don't need so even a light. <laughs> they didn't recall it from you? They didn't ask you to? So, 
as as far as I know, I should be okay with this. Um, mm-hmm. My unit is okay, but this was from a like a third party PR company from Samsung, mm-hmm. so it wasn't from them directly. It was from whoever they handled to like send out oh, units. Gotcha. But yeah, it is crazy. Like like yeah. I said before, I get in a lot of stuff, and I am kind of jaded in that sense. But when I unbox this and set it up, it was like. This yeah. is so overkill. At the same time, it is so cool because I can game with this new resolution, new aspect ratio, and it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, fifty one twenty by fourteen forty p. as two hundred. It's a two hundred forty hertz refresh rate, one millisecond response time. It is. Uh, you can't buy it right now, but it's a seventeen hundred dollar <laughs> monitor. Uh, yeah. This is like. Is this the apex of curved monitors? Because a lot of people have been pushing for ultra wides and saying like this is the future instead of getting you know like right now I have three monitors around mm-hmm. me most people i think have two is this is this the future or is this still do you think this is potentially a gimmick no i don't know if it's the future because oh, we lost just it. getting into that price point is so much you know did so you you say mm-hmm. you lost or oh, okay i don't know yeah. if you lost me okay but yeah oh, no, getting right into back, this at the price gotcha. okay um i think if this were to be any bigger then you'd just be looking at one of the curved tvs that really didn't take off but the, the thing about this is since they this is like their third generation i think of this monitor so they've been improving it and if they could just get that price down a bit which i don't know if they can at all it would definitely be i think more welcome because it's the exact size of two 27 inch monitors side by side and Mm -hmm. a lot of people use those dual monitors so now you have that same exact aspect ratio essentially but with no bezel in the middle which makes it cool for obviously like gaming and stuff if you don't want to have that right in the middle of your display um it's just that's not a friendly entry tag for anybody Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like there is still a step further that we could go with one of these. This is why this I you know, this is why I haven't gotten invested in the curved monitor environment just just yet, at least mm-hmm. letting you know. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's gonna come out of your bank account. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I haven't invested because I still feel like there's more room on the Y axis. Yeah, I think yeah. Okay. I think curved right curved on the eye line makes sense. I think we could dome it so we could get <laughs> monitors that start to dome over so the top as well. So we can go back to four by three. It, okay. It's going to be the aspect ratio is going to have to have three numbers because <laughs> it's going to be so it's going to be a weird third dimension. But yeah, it's going to curve out around you and then dome out above oh, you. Oh, so like a helmet. Yeah, it's basically like you're going to be sliding your face into a helmet. And once those start, because that I feel I feel like I have a. That's that's the next step, and once those mm-hmm. kind of come out, then I'm well, totally. Done. In all seriousness, the monitor as as a curve makes more sense to me. From a as a tele, I know that the point of the television is that that way your perspective is widened from wherever you you're sitting. But when I think of the monitor being curved, I'm like, oh, okay, there's a more intimate experience here. You're closer to the monitor. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that it would be a little bit enclosed around you. It feels more like a command center that way. Yeah. And like, I think these would be great for like a racing rig or any sort of like one of those like big gaming chairs that people have the screens attached to. I know it's a very small market, but it would be great for that. It's growing. It's growing every day. (laughs) Yeah. And like day trading and stuff. There's just Mm -hmm. so many uses to have this new aspect ratio. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you could get more, you know, verticality to it. Um, I, I still think it would be starting to look more on like the, the TV side of things that people could just buy, but it, it would definitely mm-hmm. be crazy just to have a whole domed helmet of a display sure. in front of you. I, well, it's, it's funny. We're watching we're watching some of your video of yeah. you using the monitor to play. Was that uh, Battlefield? Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, and so, but it's great because it's so filled, but the only, the action takes place here, but the UI fills out everywhere. So it's uh-huh. like. It's like, all right, I'm sh- running, I'm shooting. Better check my radar. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's right, definitely kind of- one of the more common complaints. Because yeah. in not all games, it doesn't scale properly. Mm-hmm. And I know like for in Battlefield, at least the mini map's already so small that it's mm-hmm. just, you, you can see in this shot, it's just there tucked away in the corner. Yeah. And this this was shot on the side, so it looks a lot closer than it was just because of like the, mm-hmm. the angle that it's at. But yeah, that, that could definitely be annoying for most games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so correct me wrong. Cool. There, there was there was some, someone was talking about it. The way the way in which it's curved, you could technically surround yourself by them, right? And it would make yes. a perfect circle. Yeah, it's a one thousand R curvature, which they say matches the curve of the human eye. Which I mean, I, I don't know much <laughs> about that. It just sounds like marketing yeah. stuff. But okay. apparently, with the one thousand R, I don't know if it was either a hundred of these all lined up in a circle or a thousand. But yeah, eventually it would make a circle. But I feel hmm. like 
kind of anything. If you keep, just keep going, it'll make a mm-hmm. circle. And then over the top, and then we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're, now really, we're, what is it? Soren, California. That's, <laughs> that's basically yep. how they did it. Yeah, you just get a chair that shakes around. Well, mm-hmm. uh, that was some fun tech talk. Uh, we're going to talk some more <laughs> headlines moving forward. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. ExpressVPN is the software that we and thousands of our fans use every day to protect our data online. In the time since we started using ExpressVPN, hacking methods have grown even more sophisticated. We're sure many of you are working from home these days, and without your IT department to protect you from online threats, it's important that you take action on your own to secure your devices you use for work. That's why we recommend using ExpressVPN for the best online protection possible. It's more important than ever to protect your online data using the web without protection is like going to bed with the front door unlocked. Speaking as someone who has gone through this personally, I can tell you it is not fun. One of the easiest ways to secure your internet data is with ExpressVPN. You click one button on your computer or smartphone and you are protected. Now, I personally use ExpressVPN every day for our recordings and meetings. For some reason, our VoIP client of choice decided that my internet needed to be throttled, which then resulted in countless drop calls or just degraded quality. For the last week, I've been using ExpressVPN to reroute my server location, and the problem has been magically solved. Now, I can't tell you if this is how ExpressVPN was meant to be used, but I can tell you right now, my coworkers are no longer mocking me for sounding like a robot, and that is fantastic. So my only question is, why haven't you gotten ExpressVPN yet? Visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com dude and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Protect your internet today with the VPN I trust to keep my data safe. That's expressvpn.com dude. Thank you. Thank you very much. And now we are back. Hey, guys, do you guys like news? I I love news, Adam. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, and that's where we're at. You don't okay. have to play along, Frank. It's okay. I'll it's do it right. that way. You don't have to. Yeah. Well, now that you bought this $1,700 monitor that wraps around your face, why not buy a game console that matches it that costs a fraction of it? Uh, the Sony PS5 looks like a big surprise. It's coming out this holiday according to some leaks from Amazon and Sony put their hands up and said, we don't know where that came from, but you know, (laughs) Hey, uh, based on, uh, the time in which people buy things, looks like the console will be coming out around November, probably December, but we'll see. Uh, but a fun thing is that when people were trying to pre-order the console, they were limited to one per customer. Uh, there is a theory that Sony might be limited the number of consoles they can produce, and they won't be able to produce enough for people this wow. holiday, especially hmm. with people uh, being stuck at home and looking for uh, some new tech. So mm-hmm. that's that's going to be interesting. This also comes on the the eve, uh, I guess two eves away from the Xbox showcase that's supposed to be happening this week. We're very much looking forward to that, but unfortunately we can't talk about that this week because it hasn't happened yet since we record this on a Tuesday. So uh, I assume so we will be reacting here, live to it. Psychonauts we'll 2, re- big, yes. big announcements but, for Psychonauts 2. I was blown away when they showed all that Psychonauts 2 stuff. <laughs> did did <laughs> they? Fingers crossed. I, Fingers oh, crossed. oh, yeah. Sorry. We have to make believe that uh, stuff happened. Uh, man, Beyond Good and Evil 2, looking good? I don't know. Is it ever coming out? I never thought we'd see Agent, but here we are. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and on Xbox, no less. Wow. Uh, I actually want to ask you, Frank, uh, I know because your, your channel seems to be more PC-focused, would you are you still going to be doing uh console coverage since this is i think since your channel has been uh tech focused new consoles have come out right yeah um i i've done like first looks and unboxings i know when the xbox one x came out like i was sent that to check out an unboxer video which is pretty mm-hmm. cool um i don't have a contact with sony so i probably mm-hmm. won't be able to get hooked up on the ps5 sense but yeah i mean in terms of still like showing off uh, certain like accessories and peripherals for the console or for like controllers and stuff. It's definitely going to be a fair game for the channel. I'm yeah. also curious if the rumor that they're limiting one per customer is true. If yeah. they may be cutting back or reducing on, you know, the boxes, the kits they would be sending out for press or coverage or to yeah. influencers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's true. They, they it's probably don't need it. Yeah. yeah. With families with more than one you know sibling and stuff like how are you going to decide who to get the console for if that is the case the the one you love the most yeah i was gonna say (laughs) you just share it like i did with my brother growing up and Uh, quit crying (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm not sure if they announced this i was just watching the uh inside gaming 
video uh, news episode that they put up recently. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if this was confirmed or not, but it looks like the PS4 controllers will be, I guess, forward compatible with the PS5, which is... Uh, yeah, I think I heard that too. Yeah, happy about that. That's good. That since, you know, controllers cost... God, I mean, they're, you know, a little over 50... What, they're $64 now or Probably. something like that. It's It's... Yeah. Even if the games aren't all going to be backwards compatible, I was actually happy to hear that news. Even though I am not crazy about the way that new controller looks, it looks like it's trying to be futuristic. Uh, I I would well, be I mean, okay everything using about the PS4 controller. Everything about the PS5 design looks like it's trying to be futuristic, but you yeah. can't judge that until ten years from now when everything looks that way, and you're like, oh no, they were right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could totally be wrong. I, it's funny that the the Samsung Odyssey, the G9, actually looks kind of like it. Yeah, it, has, it matches it has it that with weird... the, like glossy white back and everything, and the core, yeah, the, the, Iron the, Man the lighting heart infinity cord. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. In uh, other news, Rocket League will be free to play soon on all platforms. Rocket League, yes. I mean, we're talking did about they it. just did they just confirm <laughs> that everyone already owns it? Like, yeah. Ever, Frank, do you own Rocket League? I do on PC do you ever and play Xbox. It? Do you ever yeah, play it? I, I played it a lot when it first came okay. out. Probably haven't touched it in like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing though. Once everyone buys the game, then you can make it free to play, and it's like, who cares? Yeah. You know. I, I, feel I thought it would be a candidate to like do. I, I thought it would be free to play a lot earlier because it, it just mm-hmm. had like you know that kind of hype around it in the community. I figured that would have been a good one, especially mm-hmm. when like I know CS:GO went free to play and all that stuff. I just thought that would have been a lot sooner. But uh, I I really don't know. Does Does Rocket League have in-game purchases? I guess uh, it's going pretty to. Sure. Um, oh well, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no, they did before, but I'm they're going to have obviously more mm-hmm. now. Uh, there's also yeah. hey a Funhouse flag in the game. <laughs> There is a I mean, I guess flag. the thinking if like you can't get more people to purchase the actual base game, you know, maybe try to to get it a, an audience you wouldn't mm-hmm. otherwise hook and then get them with the purchases. Yeah. 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 There's tons of like car packs and I'm pretty sure even like certain skins for certain cars. I, I know I bought a car pack when I first started playing, which mm-hmm. again, haven't I, I touched just, in how many years. So I, I feel like I got outplayed in that game so mm. quickly that it it scared me. Mm-hmm. too much to to jump on like the skill the skill ceiling is so high and yeah. I'm, I'm just like okay so how do you keep your eye on the ball and then someone's already and doing then, a backflip and, and scoring someone's just flying the ball from one side to the other yeah 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 i so. used to love playing fifa like i was a big fifa guy so when i picked mm-hmm. up rocket league i was like all right you know same sort of concept here but no very different and it wasn't for me <laughs> mm-hmm. uh your next headline it looks like video podcasts have arrived on spotify i couldn't get them to work but uh this also happens in the same <laughs> week that Mixer has gone to sleep. Mixer is coincidence. Also been... I think not. Why were you Say trying what? to watch them, Adam, on mobile or on desktop? Both. I tried it on all certain uh, ways. Okay. The article I read it... said uh, only a handful were available, but uh, I couldn't get them to work. Were you trying to watch video podcasts for audio podcasts from years ago that don't have a video element? You were just going. Mm. You thought that with video podcast meant that they're going to after the fact. <laughs> Create animate. video elements, animate yeah, them. animate, hand animate all those old podcasts. I could have sworn that I, I saw a headline that, that like it's desktop only or, or something. I don't know. I, I have it all. I, I tried out my phone. I tried the desktop client. They said it's mm-hmm. rolling out, but either way, this happens in the same week that Mixer has also been removed from the Xbox One via update. Uh, Rip mm-hmm. Mixer, we actually enjoyed you as a service, and we hate to see competitors go down. Uh, just kind I of, guess we could talk about it now, right, about how we... We were using Mixer as a tool during the quarantine to explain how to stream games to each other. So, you know, obviously a lot of what we do, I'm not telling, uh, telling, telling the audience, anyone who just tunes in or whatever. A lot of what we do is is one of us plays a game and other people watch. And that requires kind of an intimacy and like being in the room that low latency, low latency. And we found that Mixer had a lot of benefits because it uh, it had such a it had faster than light mode which was the fastest streaming platform that we had found in all of our testing and so Mm -hmm. adam would be able to basically play a game on mixer we would be able to watch that live stream and it would be just as fast as is if we were like you know chatting over discord or something it was the fastest Mm -hmm. version of streaming content to one another and so we would we use that for a lot of our sing quote unquote single cam gameplays that we did when we first started with quarantine and then another thing is it also accommodated several different aspect ratios. 
So we started shooting things in weird aspect ratios to minimize our file file transfers and and size and stuff like that. And you could stream really wacky aspect ratios to Mixer, and it would just figure it out, and then it would mm-hmm. let you do it. So, you know, a lot of things. The if you go back and you watch, we did a Final Fantasy VII race where I played the old one, Adam played the new one. That was actually a mixer stream that I believe was being screen captured and then run into uh, run to be streamed over on Rooster Teeth. So mm-hmm. like we were using it in wacky ways with these just hidden accounts. We just keep making new <laughs> hidden accounts and then and then use those and stuff. Yeah. Like, now it's well, over. Uh, someone did tune in accidentally because Lindsay's account's name was Shroud's Mommy. And <laughs> they found her an accident. They're like, hey, we saw some comments, people, after we're done recording, like, what is this? What are you doing? Why aren't yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, here's an ember. Talk to me. And we're like, what? No, <laughs> like, we're not using it in that way. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're using because the technology is really cool. So I, I am sad to see Mixer go for that reason because the technology behind it was actually really, it seemed like it mm-hmm. wasn't being utilized that great and they just couldn't get that audience, unfortunately. But um, on that note, I just want to say Spotify is now trying to get into the video game, but they're doing it instead of, you know, with gaming and live streaming, they're trying to do it with video podcasts. I know actually Rooster Teeth is one of those partners being included in that. And they also gave Joe Rogan a lot of money to be exclusively on their platform. So I guess a uh, question for everyone here who works in online video, is there room for another competitor as the YouTube and Twitch giants continue to gobble up more and more? Yeah, I mean, the competition is always going to be good, you know, and it is a shame that Mixer had to go down because... Yeah, like, like you said, with the I know I only used it a few times, but uh, the bit rate was just so much clearer than anything I was able to do on Twitch and stuff. And you see a lot of stuff now with all the big contracts that people are getting. So it, it's definitely a bummer that there couldn't be more you know competitors in this space. But it will be interesting to see if Spotify does anything further with I know like with the except with the podcast, but if they can have some sort of streaming service. And there was a lot of the speculation around the Doctor Disrespect stuff, whether he's mm-hmm going to that side and then he releases that song the other day which is kind of interesting song. wait was there a song are you joking yeah, he, is that a joke no he, he like put out a, a song oh, <laughs> does it sound like synth wave yeah it's very yeah, it's very I heard it. i just assumed yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the uh the best comment i saw was if we continue to collect enough crumbs we will have a very disappointing sandwich so <laughs> i look forward to more dr disrespected news mm-hmm. uh i mean my, my mom texted me and he's like what's happening with dr disrespect I'm like, i don't know i i don't know <laughs> like i I, I don't know. I know as much as you do because mm-hmm. who the only person who knows anything he stopped, is that. He stopped returning your calls a long time ago. That's yeah. what my mom yeah. would be like, what's going on with Ben Affleck? And I'm like, he's inside me right now. <laughs> like as we speak. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Christ. Uh, um, so, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this works out for Spotify. I guess they have the, I don't know if they have, I, I mean, I feel like they're, they're, these are, they're one of those companies that will probably perpetually operate at a loss because they just have the market share and they're going to just mm-hmm. continue to work on that. But uh, I don't know. I Yeah, I'm with you, with you, Frank. I think competition's always good and it's it's nice to welcome those sorts of things. Um, who who knows if it's going to bear any fruit? I think we, we want bear fruit. That's the, what I'm the, saying. What you don't want to happen is, because it seems like competition is always great, but what happens is new competition forms, but the competition is is backed by a ton of capital and a ton of rich investors anyway. And then 90% of that money goes to like the people who are already successful in that field or whatever it may be. And then the promise of being successful in that same way lures other people who aren't that large or don't have that much independence to the platform with the hope that they will also get a similar payout. And then in Mixer's case, it really sucks because I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, Twitch is too crowded. YouTube is too crowded. I'll go here and yeah, I'll build my community there. And then they actually did um, say what you will about the overall v- viewership of Mixer. A lot of people went there to build their community there. And then the and then the platform was like, sorry, you aren't enough to sustain this, which is the truth. But it's still unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, now what do I now? I just have to go back to one of the other places that have only gotten bigger and more dense since I left. It's tough. Yeah. You know, did you we see need, the like, stuff 20 with- or 30 other ones? With a uh, logic now signed to Twitch. Oh yeah, I yeah. saw that. And I don't even just... know what it means anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, so apparently he's like done with rapping. He put out his his final album, and then like mm-hmm. the day later, it was it came out that he signed a seven figure deal with Twitch to stream exclusively there. He's gonna wow. have like a big listening party, I think tonight, when he's gonna like wow. unveil the album and stuff and a listening party. And then I, I know that like, he's streamed and stuff in the past, and he's a big mm-hmm. gamer. But yeah, this, the contracts well, are tw- locking Twitch, down the Twitch space. Twitch is becoming its it, this weird sort of hodgepodge. Bees. I mean, it's kind of it's reverting back to what Justin TV was in a way. But like now that there's a tab for musical artists and live events yeah. and mm-hmm. just chatting is one of the bit, you know, it's one of the biggest constant, you know, uh, channels on there from the browse category. It's, you know, just that it's just people want to see people talking, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, oh, God, is that what we're doing? Oh, God, I'm getting meta. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> So I used to always think of the picture of the kid sitting next to the, the cardboard cut out of the people holding a sandwich and just laughing with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what podcasts are. All right, moving on to our final news story for today. This one's a little bit older, but since Frank's on the show, I wanted to talk about it. Looks like we're going to be getting, surprise, some new NVIDIA cards this year. Uh, and this is going to blow your mind. Instead of last year's 2080 line, this one's going to be called a 3080 and perhaps a 3090. But... I want to ask you, Frank, I know there's no official specs or anything out there right now, but since last year's big push was ray tracing, what else can they do to get people to buy into another, you know, potentially thousand dollar plus video card? Yeah. And ray tracing, even to begin with, especially with like, you know, the RTX games that were so limited, it's it didn't make the the graphics cards worth it at that time. But I think the, the bigger technology that you can get with RTX cards is the DLSS which is like kind of the new thing they're pushing. It's uh, the mm-hmm. deep learning super sampling. And it essentially, it, it makes it so the the game is being used by this, like a, a different sort of AI where it could upsample the game you're playing so you can get better frames, essentially. So it's, say you're playing at you know 1080p and you're only getting you know a certain amount of, uh, you, you want to be getting like 120, but you're barely hitting 60. You enable DLSS and you could not only um, super sample your game up a bit and then, Pretty much, okay, if from 1080 to like 4K, <laughs> if you only have a 1080p monitor, you're not going to notice the, the super sampling at all. So mm-hmm. it'll make right. it like a, a crisper image for you, but you could still get higher frames. And even if you wanted to play at a higher resolution, but again, your graphics card wasn't able to do that with DLSS, you can get the higher frame right now. And it's supposedly supposed to take a lot of like computing power off of the GPU itself, which will open it up more to, you know, be able to push it and get more frames and just computing power out of the GPU. So I know that's been the, the bigger hype as of recently is the DLSS. And I think they, they just released DLSS 2.0, which is like the newer version of it. And I know a lot of the consoles, again, a lot of it was um, just like speculation and stuff, but it's supposed to be utilizing that and very mm-hmm. similar technology to RTX, even though they're using AMD cards in, mm-hmm. I know, Xbox at least. So th- that'll be good because I know with the consoles, they say it can do, you know, 8K or 4K 120. But, you know, we'll see. And a lot of that yeah. is going to be upsampled. So this should make that a lot more efficient and look better for the consumer. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a headline from Tom's Hardware. I'll just read the quick uh, byline here. It says, uh, the RTX 3080 is shaping up to deliver better game performance, potentially with sleeker and more power-efficient designs. A lot of what you're talking about there. Saying with AMD really stepping things up in recent years, the pressure is on NVIDIA to deliver big with its new card. And with the powerful PS5 and Xbox Series X due out this fall, NVIDIA's new GPUs could keep players on PC thanks to truly next-gen graphics. I think if you're in the PC camp, you're you're already there. I just, I think it does come down to uh, price and performance. I know a lot of people, I myself included, am looking at AMD a lot closer these days. I've been on Intel for so long and I'm just, I've been seeing what they've been doing with their processors and just how you're, you're getting a pretty good deal. uh, And you know, but you're in that, in that field. And I'm wondering if Nvidia can still keep up uh, with AMD or is it going to be a closer race and it's not really going to matter anymore, but hopefully with technology like that, you're, you, that's why you're buying into it, right? Yeah, with when it, when it's in terms of like an actual CPU and stuff, AMD definitely has the advantage right now after a lot of years of Intel having it. But Intel's mm-hmm. definitely always had the edge in terms of GPUs. And even though, like I said, RTX wasn't really worth it in terms of the graphical advantage in game, which it really wasn't. It was just like shinier reflections and stuff. Um, yeah, they, they still they're going to have that edge for a while just because their their graphics cards have been used a lot more and not only just gaming, but a lot of like, you know, editing rigs and stuff with their their Titan series and all that. So, yeah, th- this could be good if it's 
again, a little bit cheaper because not everyone's going to want to upgrade to a $1,200 GPU when it's not going to be that different because it's not really up to the graphics card. It's up to the developer and the games of how good it's going to look. Mm-hmm. So what's going to be the total graphical advantage you get over a new GPU? And for either of these, is there any question that if they'd be suffering from uh, production due to, you know, the pandemic? I know, I know that that's just a conversation that's always happening now, I feel like, with new tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a, a lot of times with graphics cards, you would have seen, especially this lineup, probably come out around May. I know that was kind mm-hmm. of the trend, like early summer and stuff for graphics cards. So the fact that it is coming out... I think somewhere I saw either like September or October. Um, it could just be to kind of stay more relevant with the consoles coming out, just to be like, you know, yeah, the consoles look great for the yeah. price, but now we have this new GPU, so focus back on mm-hmm. us type thing. Or mm-hmm. yeah, or it could have just been a result of the pandemic and a lot of. I know a lot of companies have products held up in docks overseas that they couldn't get pushed out for a while. So now a lot of that stuff's releasing. I don't know too much about that, but mm-hmm. yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, how much uh, Bitcoin is this going to help me farm? <laughs> <laughs> I I was actually I was I didn't know this. I I, Bill, I know Bill. I know the guy Bill Gates. He told me he'd uh, give me good give good Bitcoin. Was that on Twitter? <laughs> Did he help you out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on Twitter. That's but it was his I, official Twitter. So. This is not a headline for this. What happened? I did, I did not look into any of this happening. All I know is Twitter went down I, because of Bitcoin. Explain the story to me, please. There was a hacking. There, well, it appears as though what I had heard from my sources. <laughs> no, um, the, yeah, the, basically Twitter got hacked, but not passwords. They got someone hacked the admin back end. So they were able to access specific accounts with large followings and I had heard that they got into the back end because someone had pinned that information in Slack. So someone managed to get into someone's maybe desktop remotely or something like that and then see that information or whatever. It was a weird... And so was back. checkmarked accounts being shut off a reaction from Twitter yeah, to lock yeah. it down? Yeah, they locked yeah. it down because those those verified accounts had been... Verified accounts had been targeted, so they locked down all verified accounts. So you and Adam had John Smith tweet out that everything was okay because you could you guys couldn't i just was trying to get john smith some social media activation um so i told him to to capitalize on the pain and suffering of poor verified twitter twitter accounts um but yeah that's that's how i is that's how i understand the process of happening i don't know okay that's correct frank i know i know and it was a flash in the pan but i I just all i saw was twitter bitcoin (laughs) and i just continued not using twitter because the wasteland it it hath become. <laughs> it's just yeah. Anyway, on that yeah. happy note, uh, a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Yeah, Grandma, I have to go. I love you. Have you looked at your wireless bill lately? Because you're probably paying too much. Sure, back in the early 2000s, certain providers had better coverage, but these days, everybody's offering the same high quality nationwide coverage. So why then are you paying more for the same service? It doesn't make sense. Oh, you don't know why? All right, well, in that case, let me tell you about a little thing called Mint Mobile. That's right. Mint Mobile can slice your bill down to $15 a month for the same premium coverage. You aren't going to find a better deal because guess what? There isn't one, okay? I've been using Mint Mobile myself for a while now, and nothing has changed. It's the same phone. Same phone number. Everywhere I've been, my service has been steady and fast. The only thing that has changed has been how much I'm paying for my phone. <laughs> like it, it, it just makes sense. Um, to get your wireless, to get, to get your new wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com/dude. That's mintmobile.com slash dude. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash dude. All right, Grandma, I'm back. I thought you were dead. That was quick word from sponsor. We are back. Mm-hmm. How you guys? How you guys holding up? Everything good? I always like yeah. to do my check-in towards the last latter half of the, you know, part of the show. You guys mm-hmm. doing okay? You know, I know James and Lisa. Yeah, yeah. So you're we still cram ass to in ass. together. James we cram in together in up. one in one desk. So I decided to pull a, a chair over 
and kick my feet up for this podcast. <laughs> so that's why I've been turned out facing this way most of the time because I and my we get really tight up when we're stuck underneath one desk. Mm-hmm. And Frank, yeah, I know, I know your, you can... your view is like the curvature of the earth right now. So <laughs> what, el- what else are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, I've definitely uh, changed my desk up a bit for this because of everything going on and filming behind me in the studio. It's super messy right now. So I have like the, the desk angled a bit and I'm like sitting at the way edge because the monitor is so big. and I didn't want it mm-hmm. in the frame. Uh, so it's a bit awkward, but it's working out. <laughs> all, your, all your backdrop and all of your gear and stuff makes it gives you a really dynamic feel like mm-hmm. this is a guy cool. that he's doing stuff yeah i would rather <laughs> this guy's got his feet in the background than just junk in boxes right now <laughs> Wait, well, we, we're very professional here if you look slightly over my shoulder you can see our trash microwave. can and microwave that's our studio <laughs> so coming to you live mm. from los angeles california home of hollywood <laughs> yeah hey if you ever want to make the move to california frank just get rid of all your stuff and mm-hmm. uh get a bunk bed because that's that's how mm-hmm. living is out yeah. here it's that's where it's a lot tight. of the tech youtubers are anyway but really? my feet are comfortable all all the youtubers moved to glendale i don't understand it they, they're like ah sunny california to the valley <laughs> it's like weird <laughs> Uh, a couple of our friends said they're moving to Santa Clarita soon. Uh, for those who don't know, that's where Magic Mountain is. That's oh. a that's where I grew up. Um, you couldn't pay me enough to move back there, dear God. Oh well, it's a uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's if Chili's Two had a face, it would be Santa Clarita. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand anyway. that because you're making Santa Clarita sound good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you ever how- had the cheese curd poppers from? Chili's. Frank, that's chilies? a question for you, our guest Frank. Have you ever yeah. had the cheese curd poppers from Chili's too? I've, I've had them at like like a carnival, but not from Chili's or Chili's too. I've <laughs> only been ever been to Chili's in an airport. That's Chili's that's too. The o- that's the only Chili's. Yeah. Is that Chili's? Chili's too? also. Oh, okay. Yeah. As yeah, it, yeah. As is referred. Chili's as, someone, it, as it were. It, what happened was someone was at the airport and goes, oh, I just want Chili's too. <laughs> like in addition to the meal they already had because they're a glutton for punishment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have been wanting to do this segment for a while. At one point we talked about it just being its own podcast and I said, screw mm-hmm. it. Why not? Let's just do this. Cause I yeah, think it would this, be a fun This is a segment. great testing ground. Rooster Teeth is going to be pissed when they find out that you are doing this as a dude soup segment yeah. and not an entirely new podcast. You put a podcast it, within a podcast. <laughs> it has the potential to spin off. It's something I like to call Billy Joel teaches history. So the song We Didn't Start the Fire came out from American musician Billy Joel a long, long time ago. Uh, Its lyrics include brief rapid fire allusions to more than 100 headline events between 1949 and the year of Joel, which was the year of Joel's birth and 1989 when the song was released and came out and everyone got to enjoy one of the most brilliant songs that he does not do live anymore because he can't remember the lyrics or he's just too damn lazy and awful alcoholic. So the song was nominated for a Grammy Award record of the year. The song was also number one hit in the United States in late 19. Billy Joel, by the way, one of the biggest recording artists of all time. I, I, I know I know him as like a blip in my childhood, but my God, the guy dominated the Mm -hmm. 80s. It's uh, it's intense. He Mm -hmm. wasn't just an Oliver and company. That's all I'm saying. So he was uh, that was one of his many huge accomplishments. He had a lot to do. So anyway, today we're going to dissect each of those headlines one week at a time or whenever I get to host Dude Soup and hopefully teach everyone a little bit about history from the perspective of a serial drunk driver. This is Billy Joel teaches history. Uh, So I want to play a quick sample from the beginning, from the first lyric. Okay, Harry Truman. That's the very first thing he talks about. So the question is, who is Harry Truman? I don't know. I'm just a hip young millennial looking to buy a fidget spinner or two. I need to know who this person is. So for those who don't know, Harry Truman was born on May 8th, 1884, and was the 33rd president of the United States from 1945 to 1953, succeeding upon the death of Franklin D. Roosevelt. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but now, but now, you know, so, more remind me the lyric is just Harry Truman. Yes, but why would he yeah. say that? Why would he start with Harry Truman? Because he was president in during the time Billy Joel was born, and that and, was the first thing he thought of. Yeah, he was a wartime president. Oh, it's an important. It's an important Tec- president. 
Technically two, Elise. I'm glad you brought that up because he served in World War One as a captain in the field artillery and was described by close friends as vigorous, hardworking, simple. Uh, he had grown up close to the soil of the Midwest and understood simple. the struggles of the people, the farms, and small towns. Sounds this like a person, hero. This, this close friend was low-key trying to shit on Harry Truman. Yeah, he, he's real. He's vigorous. He's hardworking. Simple. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, but not all times were good, Frank and Elise, who my two cohorts who know the most about Harry Truman. Uh, corruption was in the Truman administration and it became a central campaign issue in the 1952 presidential election, which he wasn't even running in. It, it, there was two other candidates, Eisenhower and the guy who lost. And they were like, what about corruption from your last guy? And he's like, I'm not even in this anymore. Just God damn it. My friend died. The roots, Just let the me roots go deep. The roots go deep. Yeah. Uh, right. Elise, can you do me a favor? Do you have the document open? We do. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the Berlin airlift? If you're, if you're not hard now, you're going to be. After you hear about this, this piece. No, of history. I don't know about the Berlin, the Berlin airlift. I can tell you about NATO. Uh-huh. I can tell you about his, his Marshall plan. I can tell you about, you know, when he dropped the bomb. I don't I don't mm-hmm. I, That was the thing that I, I noticed was missing from this document is that that he no uh, mention of the no bomb. mention of the two bombs he ordered dropped on. You Adam when Adam Adam doesn't consider that part of his legacy. <laughs> I must have missed that part in the Wikipedia entry in which I read. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it has its own Wikipedia for um, that. I d- but the Berlin yeah. airlift, I don't know the specific incident. I did study oh, yeah. Harry Truman quite a bit because I specialized in international relations in my degree. Mm-hmm. And just by proxy of like, this was a very big, you know, mo- th- this was a very big, big 20 years in international relations, right? The war. Yeah, this, the this is Cold War, war era where the Soviets were blocking off a part of yeah. Berlin and saying like when- nine Nine for ye, yeah, only you, you for know, me. Some of the biggest international relations uh, tenets, like the escalation spiral, deterrence, containment. I'm just getting hot thinking about it. <laughs> I love. I used to love this. All this. All this stuff is kind of like tied to you know Truman and Frank. Mm-hmm. Maybe you and I could dip into a different Discord, <laughs> and then we can have our own side conversation. Um, but well, yeah, the Berlin airlift. I mean, the Berlin airlift. It says here was a campaign to deliver food, coal, and other supplies using military craft on a massive scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, foreign policy. Truman. He he was, I think, the leader that the U.S. needed in the post-war period to enact the foreign policy that he did and exercise containment against the Soviet Union because he did not like Stalin. Whoa. And whereas a lot of other mm. leaders would, would be wary to, to uh, you know, compromise with Stalin, he did not want to. I do think that because of that, Truman, if I remember correctly, got a little bit in the weeds with some of the McCarthyism and the, you know, Red Scare stuff and maybe was the best about that. But uh, yeah. I, I would love to spend more time talking about all these things, but unfortunately, we're pretty low on time. If you I like this hear, idea, we I think hear it should be spun off in its own what podcast, is, right? What is Frank overall out of ten? Out of, on a ten point scale, where would you throw Truman? <laughs> I'm gonna give him an eight. Oh, okay, big oh. eight. Ten uh, is the lowest. I, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I personally know I, I very little. Uh, knowledge and history and all this stuff. So this was a learning experience for me. And I'm sure it's perfect (laughs) that you're my audience. That's what I want to do. And James, he should have rated it at a 44. If I remember right, Truman didn't even know about the bombs. He didn't know he had them. I don't think Mm -hmm. he even knew about the atomic. I only tell the vice president what they need to tell the vice president. The the way the story goes is FDR rolled in and woke him up and said, I I did something bad. I I, I, did. <laughs> what do I, what do I, what do I do? He, well, he rolled in. He he's like Harry, wake up! And then Harry's like, what, what is it? And he's like, pretend I'm standing. Okay. <laughs> oh God! I did something bad. Oh, no. uh, well, to close the story out, he died in December on December 26, uh, 1972, at the age of 88. Uh, so this for everyone has been Billy Joel teaches history. If you have any suggestions, that's too bad because the song has been cemented in stones like the Ten Commandments before it. And we'll just continue going down the list. We have to do the list. That's the problem. It, it goes in order. And it repeats itself, too, by the can way. Can you there's preview a part the what the next... Richard Nixon is back again. Can so. you... Can oh, Richard you, Nixon is fascinating re- to me repeat, as well. Or can you tell us what the next one, tease what the next segment will be? 
I believe it's Doris Day. Do you want to hear an amazing Richard Nixon story? It's going to have to wait till next time. It's really no, 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 it's so short. It's so short, and you're going to Frank's going to want to hear it. Okay, Richard Nixon. He married, you know, he married his wife, and and they were happy together for many, many years, and she was beautiful. But Richard Nixon, when he first tried to court her, she rejected him. So for like two years, he would drive her on dates with other dudes. That's one way to. Sounds about right. (laughs) But he wore it down, old Tricky Dick. He did. See, you're gonna love me. We'll have two episodes on Nixon if this show mm-hmm. proves to be the worldwide <laughs> success. I know it's going to be. Uh, at least now, Black I have Box proof down. That it an idea we're that coming for you. <laughs> Face we'll Jam. Spotify we're video coming for you. Thanks, Frank. Uh, yeah, Frank. Yeah, thank you uh, guys again. Can, uh, we'll, we'll have links to uh, your channel and everything else, but uh, tell the audience please where they can see more of your wonderful videos. Uh, yeah, I pretty much just upload to YouTube and in terms of like social and stuff, Twitter and Instagram, random Frank P. Not not too big on Instagram. Um, I just try to upload stories and stuff when I have a new video to let people know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Twitter, mm-hmm. I'm usually active on there. But YouTube is where it's all at for me. Nice. Frank, well, I want to uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, you're I cannot recommend your channel more than enough. Um, I, I am I am really very do. like like a, a proud uncle from afar. I am <laughs> very happy that you are finding success you in this take no uh, online for ecosystem. Any of this. You did this. The, I did this. You I did, did this too. You, Frank, didn't, you didn't even that, send a VO. Now that you've been in Funhouse <laughs> and the curtain has been pulled back, is it as disappointing as you thought it would be? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Honestly, this is definitely like really, really cool for me. I know I've said it before, but I've been a fan since 2013 when I first like discovered you guys back in Machinima. And uh, um, this has been awesome. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Well, we'd love to have you back sometime in the future. Talk more tech. I, I love talking all things technology and I mm-hmm. will continue to check out your channel when you keep uploading the videos because it's been keeping me pretty busy and my Amazon cart very full. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, thank you, everyone. All the uh, RT First members for watching this live. If you want to become a first member, please sign up at the website. It helps us out a lot, and we'll read chat. I've been reading chat here. You guys have been fantastic. I know we don't always address you uh, one-on-one, but I appreciate all your comments. You guys have been really awesome. And thanks for shouting out uh, Frank in the comments, too, there. You've been great. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.